1: This is the EWN Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered how some people make eating healthy, exercise, and managing stress look so easy? You can too. Welcome to Wellness Wisdom, where we uncover the secrets to lasting health and happiness and empower you to make wise health choices, see results, and create a healthy lifestyle for good. Join Camille Kennard, licensed social worker, certified health and wellness coach, a self-care specialist on the journey to explore how to make health and well-being possible for you. It's a health and wellness journey you can take together. Please welcome your host, Camille Kennard.
0: Hi everybody and welcome to Wellness Wisdom. It's already February. Can you believe it? We're done with the holidays and this can kind of be a time of year that's a little bit of a slump for people where they're maybe struggling with their feelings about themselves and maybe those New Year's resolutions that they didn't, weren't able to accomplish, but I want you guys to know that in February, we're going to really focus on your emotional health and you loving yourself, loving your body. So I'm really excited for what we're going to be able to share this month and the things that you guys are going to learn from listening to the podcast. So welcome to Wellness Wisdom today. Um, I would love to introduce you to my, my guest. Her name is Amy Ross Kelly. Amy, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk with you and to reach out to your listeners today. Thank you so much. It's um, I love my podcast because
0: it's been connecting me with amazing people I would have never met otherwise. And Amy and I are kind of neighbors. She lives about thirty minutes south of me in in Utah, and she's a mom of three kids. She loves running. She's done three marathons. I've done two. <laughs> uh, she loves to hike, and she loves to be in the mountains of Utah. She has a bachelor's degree in community health, and she's pursuing a master's degree in nutrition science with an emphasis on obesity research. And we might wanna talk a little bit about that. Um, Amy started her business in 2007 to motivate and inspire balanced eating and helping others get excited about healthy food. Um, And you can connect with uh, Amy, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, at healthbeat.org slash connect. For her free balanced meal plans and recipes, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, Amy, I love everything you're doing. You know, as we were chatting a little bit beforehand, you know, just helping people take care of their bodies and love themselves. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, how did you start wanting to help people with their their nutrition? What was it that inspired you to do that?
2: Okay, so I um, have always been interested in nutrition. And even though I've had that interest, I haven't always been healthy. So I don't want to mislead everyone thinking I've been healthy the whole time, but I have loved to research nutrition from back when I was in high school. My mom always told me, if you want to know what to study in college or what you want to do with your life, just remember the last time we went to the library, like what kind of books did you get? And from a really young age, I was always getting, you know, nonfiction, self-help nutrition books. Yeah. I just found it so interesting, even though I had a weight struggle back then, I think that's kind of what um, piqued my interest the most, you know, because I wanted to be my healthiest self. So um, I studied nutrition in college, and after I graduated, I started working at the Utah Department of Health, and I was counseling with um, other state workers on how to um, be healthier. We called it Healthy Utah. And throughout the time at Healthy Utah, I had my kids. I had three kids while I was working there. And um, soon when they started feeding themselves and eating on their own, it, I found it so frustrating that they just wanted to eat one food. So you know how it is. It's like yeah. goldfish all day or, you yeah. know, they get in these food jags, which is normal for kids. But at the same time, I wa- really wanted to to help them expand their palate and, um, you know, just try all the food groups and not be fixated on, you know, grains only. And, and still till this day, I'll, I'll admit my 21 year old, he um, if I had a bag of rolls at our house, that's all he would eat that day. So even, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, it's just important. I always felt like to just have this balance where you know, you have protein, you have carbs, you have fiber every single day. And so um, at that time, it was 2007, and blogs were just starting um, to um, be published online. And I had created a portion plate just for my kids um, that kind of described the different food groups. And this was before Choose My Plate, the USDA Um, changed their food pyramid to the plate in 2011. But in 2007, I kind of made my own version of it for my kids. And while I was doing that, people in the neighborhood were like, um, excited about the concept of teaching their kids to eat from all the food groups. And so I had a plate drawn, um, like I hired a Uh, illustrator to draw some pictures for the plate. And then I had the plate manufactured and I started blogging at the same time so that I could find people that would want to also use the plate. So um, long story short, because I can make this really long. (laughs) uh, So I started selling the plate and, and more than anything, the blog kind of took off as just a resource for families that were looking for recipes and ideas on um, eating whole foods from all the food groups, and just having a really balanced approach to nutrition. So that's kind of my story. It started, I'll say one more thing. It started as a website called Super Healthy Kids, and we grew to like 4 million um, subscribers. And had we've been selling lots and lots and lots of plates. But just in 2018, we rebranded to HealthBeat because we wanted to reach more than just children. We're starting to, um, you know, reach out to adults as well. So we didn't want to keep the Super Healthy Kids name for it um, when we have such a bigger message, Yeah, you know, it's so
1: amazing
0: what you're doing. And I know as we, as you and I were connecting through some of the networking groups, when I noticed that you did stuff with kids, I thought, oh, this is a message that people really need. And obviously, from what success you've had, it's something people were really wanting, like they're like, to use a term, they're hungry for it, right? They really needed it. They, they really wanted that information. Um, and you and I've talked about, I've been a, a clinical counselor for many years and I've worked with children and there's often a, a issue with people telling me about how their kids won't eat or their kids have eating struggles. Right. And, and as they get to be teenagers, maybe some eating disorder, that kind of stuff. Um, And when you were talking about, you know, your kid's palate and them just wanting to eat goldfish and just like those certain (laughs) foods that they kind of, and I think parents get really frustrated with this, um, and they can either say, okay, you can't have anything until you have your vegetables or they'll be just frustrated and say, okay, have whatever you want. So Mm -hmm. I love that you kind of said it's a balance and it's helping your kids, um, eat those things that are going to fuel their body but also allowing them to have other things can you and I love the plate that you did and we can talk a little bit more about that because I was looking at that on your website this morning but um, can you say a little bit about like what your philosophy was for helping people to influence their children because sometimes they'll say to me you know yeah, I wish I could make my kids eat <laughs> this way, and we all know that we have everybody has their own little independence streak, especially children, right? <laughs> yes,
2: yes. So, well, so there's a couple things that I um, I like to talk about with my kids and focus on with the kids I teach, and um, and and one of them is just like to start the conversation young about. Um, and and I've done this with kids as young as three years old, and I promise you, they totally get it, and they get excited about balance when I tell them, here's here's the four main things I say. I say we need to eat protein every day because protein helps us build our muscles, like it's the building block of our muscles, and we need to have carbohydrates every day because they give us. Um, energy and we need to have fruits every day because fruit gives us the fiber we need for, you know, our, um, for digestion and for helping things move through our bodies. And then we need vegetables every day because those provide the minerals that really help our body, you know, function with all of its processes like our heartbeat and our immune system and all those things that our body does. It uses minerals from those vegetables to, um, to build. And so once they know, like all the four, actually, I don't say carbs, I say grains, because that's easier. But um, once they know all those four things, then this was, this was what I would do with my kids from when they were very young, I had like a poster inside my pantry when when the food guide was the pyramid. And so they would come to me and say, Hey, I'm hungry, I need a snack. And I say, Okay, let's look, what have you already eaten today? Have you had any protein today?" And if the answer was no, then we would have a hard-boiled egg. If the an- if I said, "Did you have you had any fruit today?" and the answer was no, then they could choose a banana. If they hadn't had any vegetables today, they can choose carrots. And I usually used those snacks to fill the gap on what they were lacking. So um, it's easy for us at breakfast to have. Um, cereal or oatmeal or toast or something like that and so they're probably already getting their grains but then snack time comes around and you know then that gives us a chance to reflect on um, what's missing. Did we have fruit for breakfast? Oh we haven't had any fruit yet today. Let's have that for our snack. So that's one approach I took when my kids were young and the second one is um, at mealtime if they want seconds of something, I totally encourage it. I don't like limit how much my kids are eating. But at the same time, I say, Oh, yeah, of course, you can have another roll for dinner. But let's look at your plate, you looks like you're also going to need a second helping of vegetables and a second helping of protein. And so that just keeps it balanced, no matter what the quantity is. So they can have 10 rolls, but are they really going to eat 10 servings of vegetables? Probably not. I'm not saying they can't have another roll. They just need to eat the full meal so that their overall um, diet stays balanced.
0: I so love that. Um, As you're talking, I was thinking about how really what you're doing is Allowing the kids to learn and be educated on their own, rather than the yeah. parent than the parent saying this is what you have to do because I say so because it's good yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like helping them see. Okay, our body needs this and our body needs that, and this is how we. I, I'm almost picturing like little pictures of what you know the d- different food groups are and how mm-hmm. kids kids could really connect with that. Oh, to get energy to run and play with my friends, I need those grains or you know those kinds of things. I love that. Well, and honestly,
2: I have. I have had parents for the last eleven years emailing me that um, their kids really do get excited about this concept. Like they, like uh, I think parents hesitate because they think, oh, they're just still going to hate broccoli. But they're surprised when their kid comes to dinner time and says, "Where's the vegetables?" I think once we. Start that pattern, and really, kind of, it becomes part of our family culture. Then, when kids expect vegetables at every dinner, then it just becomes second nature. I've often um, laughed about the idea that I served. I mean, salad's the easiest vegetable, of course, to serve for dinner. And so, I've been serving salad for dinner for 20 years. I, my oldest is 21. I think I said, and probably for 10 years of it he never ate the salad he just didn't and after 10 years of him seeing it on the plate every night it just became part of our family culture and guess what he eats salad every day now (laughs) and and that's the idea you know it, it might not happen when they're young and that's okay but if it's part of your family culture then they're going to expect that and they will eventually eat it.
0: Yeah. And I think as a parent, you're the one who sets that tone. Just like if you're the CEO of your business, you decide what the culture is going to be like in your family. And so I think sometimes people, it's easy for them to, to think well my kids won't eat that so they end up making something for themselves and something different for the kids like the kids get the pita pockets or whatever and they are eating the salad but if it's just part of the culture I love that because I do think that if the kids the salad is there consistently all the time they're going to be hungry and they're going to eventually eat it
2: right yeah they do they
0: do (laughs) And and I love them
2: I also I also have to add I have a lot of families who email me And the traditional advice, I think that a lot of pediatric dietitians give is um, you have to serve a a food seven to 10 tries before your kids will accept it. And I just want to come back and say, try seven to 10 years. Like I have, <laughs> seven to 10 tries has never worked for my kids. Yeah. Maybe they're extra stubborn. I don't know. But we also try to teach at, um, at Healthy, just that um, I do, I do uh, um, embrace the idea, seven to 10 different ways you could try to feed your kids something. If they don't like lettuce as a salad, you know, maybe blend it up into a smoothie or, well, lettuce is a terrible example, but there's other vegetables like broccoli that you can you can have roasted, you could have um, baked, sauteed, blended, you know, and soup There's just so many different ways that you can make broccoli taste that seven to ten tries of raw broccoli might not do it for your kids, but seven to ten different ways to prepare it, you might find the way that they like it and it's like being creative, right?
0: Coming up with different different ways to try things and see what works for you and for your family. And as we know, all children are different. One co- ch- child might just love that broccoli because it's a little tree and they're just enjoying it, but the other kid may not enjoy it. And so figuring out a way that that's helpful for them. I think this is so amazing because, you know, I think there's a lot of parents out there that are really struggling. They know that it's probably better for their kids to eat fruits and vegetables, but the kids want to eat the cookies and crackers and all of that kind of stuff. And I love that you have your own personal experience with what you tried with your family and your children. Um, and maybe you could tell us a little bit more. You said that you struggled with your weight. Is that what kind of got you interested in nutrition and, and what happened with Um, as far as your weight and your
2: weight loss, was it through eating better? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, 100%. It's the reason I'm interested in nutrition. I actually got, so I'm a small person, I'm five feet tall and I got up to, I, I think about 170, which is a lot for a small frame. Um, and for me, there's a couple of things that helped me to lose it. um, but the biggest thing actually for me is counting calories because I really don't like to eliminate food <laughs> food groups at all and I love treats but and it was soon very obvious that like having 3 cookies is um a lot less filling than having 400 calories of, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables, you know. So it it became obvious like healthier eating Um, helped me to keep my calories where a small person would need to. But um, the biggest change for me, though, was mindful eating. And I know that you like to talk about this too. Um, But having intentional meals three times a day is 100% the reason I have lost the weight. So I'll have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know the days that I am not intentional about my meals or I'm distracted during my meals that I will overeat. And so, like, I could, for example, um, cereal. Like, I could eat cereal by the handful out of the box all day long and end up with so many more calories than I needed that day. But if I sit down to that bowl of cereal and intentionally eat it, then then I'm satisfied with one bowl of cereal. You know, it's not – I don't need – handful after handful the whole day um so it being intentional about my meal times and also not being distracted during my meal times because i even now so i lost the weight before social media happened but even now if i find myself scrolling through instagram during a meal then i'll just keep on eating just so yeah. i can kind of you know i'm distracted and i'm delaying the you know, having to get back to work or whatever I'm doing. And so avoiding distractions during that meal time has really helped me to keep my weight off. Oh, I love what you're saying. And, uh, you know, you
0: you and I've talked about like the mindful eating, which is really listening to your body, being present with the food. I actually think, you know, if we can eat like they do in Europe, where we sit down and we actually are talking to people and we're enjoying the meal, the food tastes better to us. Um, You know, all of us have sat, all of us have sat there and ate, you know. I think of popcorn mindlessly or, you know, the cereal or whatever, because we're not really focusing on what we're doing or focus, we're distracted. Like you say, we're not focusing on what the food, the, 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 the flavor, the crunch, the smell, the, you know, all the experiences of, of eating. And that's what I try to get my clients to recognize is that food can be such a great experience and so wonderful when we're present, when we're there with the food rather than doing something else while we eat and you know we've all been eating in our cars or (laughs) eating as you're like you're saying on Facebook eating as we're watching a movie or whatever but just noticing what the difference is in our body that we eat more and we don't like it as much we don't notice those hunger and fullness cues when we're distracted I think that's you know a huge thing is like when you're intentionally eating you feel Oh,
2: I'm I'm full now, or I'm hungry now. You know, you can kind of mm-hmm. notice it more. Well, and isn't it interesting how you realize there's some foods that don't taste as good as you thought it did once yeah. you really <laughs> taste it, or on the other hand, there's some healthy foods that you just really decide you love because you finally got to taste it. Yeah, and be there and really enjoy it. Be
0: there. Mm-hmm with the flavors. See, I love to cook. And so I like to have all the different flavors and textures and smells and everything that makes food wonderful. So I love that. And I love your story because, you know, it's a journey, you know, a lot of my clients, um, you know, especially, you know, with the new year that we are just had, it's like, it's an all or nothing thinking, like, either I have to eat all uh, fresh fruits and vegetables or, or, or just eat whatever I want. And it's like, it's a journey of we all are experiencing times when we eat things that aren't as good for our body. And it's like listening to what your body is saying. I, I love that. I love that. It's like, it's giving us that leeway to say, okay, what works for me and what doesn't, and everybody's different in what works for them. Um, And I think that it's really powerful to share your story of how listening to your body, recognizing how many calories and your fullness and hunger, all of that, what you needed really changed, not only how you saw food, but it it helped you release the weight that had been yeah, there. For so, sure.
2: For sure.
0: I love that. So we're going to take a little quick commercial break. And thank you so much for sharing your story. I feel like usually what we've gone through is our message, right? What we've experienced and, and we're like, Yes, you can do it, people. I've done it. This is, you know, overcoming these hard things. And the way we eat is often a really hard thing for people to to get to a balanced place with. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we get back, I would love to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, how we can help our kids with loving themselves. You know, we're focusing this month on loving our bodies. And I would love to kind of talk a little bit more about that, how you do that through nutrition.
1: Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, Go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Wellness Wisdom. It's February. This month, we're talking about emotional health and loving ourselves. And this week, I'm so excited because I have Amy Ross Kelly with me. And she has a business called HealthBeat, and she really focuses on helping people eat better, take better care of their health. She, you know, she's studying nutrition. She knows about health. And we're talking about loving our kids. How do we help our kids eat healthy? A lot of times, you know, adults have got to a place where they feel like they can eat healthy, but they are struggling with their kids because their kids may not want what the adults are saying they should have, right? Everybody understands that, right? That you're struggling with their their independence. And I love that Amy was sharing with us how you allow your kids to have some choice and some control over the matter of their food, and that you also help them see the reasons why they need these healthy foods. I think that's just so powerful because if it comes from within them, I think it's more likely that they're going to be able to say, oh, mom, I think I need some protein. I I feel kind of sluggish or tired or, you know, something. So I love that. Um, Amy, before the break, we kind of were talking and I asked you if you would share with us a little bit of how you've noticed um, nutrition, how that helps people to more fully
2: love their bodies and take care of their bodies. So I've actually been very fascinated about this idea for the last few years because body love, body acceptance, that is becoming um, talked about a lot in media. So I asked a whole bunch of teenagers locally, just like what they thought that meant because Mm. they hear it all the time. And of course the answers I got kind of centered around um, like, accepting their imperfections and their flaws and loving what you are loving who you are no matter what you look like and um, not worrying about your size and being comfortable with how you look and and while all those things I think are positive and great, I do think that they focus unnecessarily on appearance and for me eating healthy, eating nutritious food and what I really want these kids to understand is that, When you really love your body, it has nothing to do with the way you look, but it's more about like feeding your body because you love it, and you want to thrive, and you want to feel nourished, and you just want to be the best version of yourself, and you and I were talking before um, we sat down about how unhealthy habits, unhealthy behaviors really are debilitating for people, especially as they age, and so I just know even in my own, um, history, my mom was really sick when I was growing up and she missed a lot of stuff. She was just in bed a lot and just not, you know, capable of really getting out and, um, helping others and helping us as children. And I think when we nourish ourselves with the right foods and, um, we truly love our bodies, then we're going to want to be, like healthy enough to you know to move and to get outside and to help others and to serve in our communities and you know to be more involved at school and all these things happen when we feel good about ourselves yeah i you know you and
0: i are on the same page with all of this stuff i i love I think that it's really important because the media and a lot of what society teaches us is that your value is in what you look like rather than your value is in who you are. And if you can be your best self, you know, by putting nutritious food in you so that you have energy to, to be involved in the community, energy to help your family members, energy to be there for your kids, whatever it is that is your life mission, you can be there to do that when you fuel yourself and give yourself the proper nutrition. I love that. I think that's so amazing because, you know, I think, you know, it's easy for us to, and, and definitely eating well does help your body. You have more of a glow to your skin. You do, Mm -hmm. you know, there is something that is beneficial to your body, but I think that the deeper thing is, do I really, And I've seen this with a lot of my clients. Do I really love myself enough to care for myself? You know, a lot of times people will put other people before they put themselves in the picture. So do I really love myself enough? And I think teaching children at a young age like you've done that this is part of taking care of yourself. If you want to be able to have, have energy, if you want to be able to, you know, have your muscles move right and all those things, these are things that are going to help you to do that, to be able to. To do the things you want to do. I, I think that's so powerful. Um, it's not what you look like. It's what nourishes you. I love that. And like, I think about like what we bring into our body and our minds. Does it nourish us or
2: does it deplete us? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's why um, even, even with exercise and sleep and social connections and all the things that don't involve what they're eating. I think those are all things that that can play into their body love as well. Just because, you know, teenagers, they're famous for sleeping 12 hours or, you know, just maybe overdoing it. And they're also like, um, you know, sometimes it's not cool to go for a run or I don't know what it is, but all these different um, aspects of health are all part of caring for their bodies, especially kids, especially with sleep, especially with sitting down with their family for dinner without their phone or, or whatever they need to do. Like, it's all about, um, just thriving
0: really. And I know you and I were talking about like bringing the family back to the table, more than just that it's healthy for how we eat, but it's also healthy for that social aspect. Can you talk a little bit about that, what you've noticed as far as our emotional health when it comes to sitting around the table and eating with our
2: family, being present? Yeah, yeah. my favorite, well, a real life-changing book um, that I read a long time ago, um, was that Malcolm Gladwell book, Out, is it Outliers? I think oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so he um, talked about the um, studies that, um, longevity studies, people who lived a long time, and they found it very interesting that a lot of the um, people who lived the longest, it had nothing to do with their diet because they, um, they studied people all over the world, um, but the people who had the best um, outcomes were the ones who lived in a close community and close environment. And they like had three generations living in their home and they had mealtime together. They had all these social connections that really made them healthier. And um, and the funny thing is the group they studied, even just barely outside of their community, I think it was on the East Coast, um, There were people who were super meticulous in their diet, like vegetarian or, um, you know, the people who were really good at exercise and all the things that we think contribute to health and wellness. Um, And this little community didn't have any of that. In fact they didn't eat that well and they didn't you know they didn't exercise and they hung out on their front porch all day but yet they were so much healthier than the people in the community around them. and so it just like I know that that's kind of a, obviously an outlier because that's what it was in the book but um, but it just shows you how powerful social connections can be to your health and well-being.
0: I love that and I think this is such an Im- I want to yell this from the the mountaintops <laughs> <laughs> such an important thing right now in our society where we where there's a lot of the social media and distraction and thing like that the actual physical connection yeah. to other people being and sitting with other people it improves our well-being it it uplifts our mood it helps mm-hmm. us feel alive and like we have purpose and we have meaning and we matter, you know, I think all those things are so important. And if we can get that around the dinner table, you know, I love that you know, as you're talking, I'm one of eight children and growing up that we always had dinner together. That was just part of what we did is we sat around and we talked about how the day was. And sometimes we just joke around or we just, you know, just connect with each other. And I, I love that aspect because everything impacts everything, right? Our physical health impacts our mental and emotional. Um, you know, I know I talked to you a bit about how I noticed what my clients that are children, what they eat does impact their anxiety or the depression or the things that they're experiencing. Um, And when they're eating food that is more alive food, it, it helps them. It makes them feel more happy. It makes them feel more alive and happy in their lives. So I think that's just so important. Um, I know you have so much expertise in nutrition and, and helping people, um, and I love your plates, and we'll talk a little bit about, you have these actual manufactured plates that kind of show those four different groups for the kids to have on their plate, which I love that, because it's actually a physical rep- representation on the plate of how much you need to have of each thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that, I love that, um, and tell us a little b- bit more about, like, where you what you're focusing on and what you are wanting to share with the world right now?
2: Yeah, so um, I think what um, I really just want to focus on is helping families just to have um, like a more simplified approach to healthy eating. I feel like it's really hard right now with social media to be distracted by um, trends and um, and to maybe. I mean, obviously, if you have allergies, it'll be a different story. But like, when people are cutting out food groups, but I don't think that that's going to be helpful for our kids in the long run. When when they get these um, messages that bread is bad for you, or you know, I shouldn't, I should never eat sugar or anything like that. I think if we simplify it and we just focus on what um, our kids need in a day to truly thrive then those other foods are going to just not be as important. And also to have a bigger idea of what each of those food groups, what's possible in each of those food groups. So like if you have a gluten insensitivity, that doesn't mean cut out grains. It just means, you know, cut out gluten. You could still have oatmeal and, um, quinoa and beans and, or not beans and rice and so many other grains, you know? So I just think simplifying things is really important to me. And then also, like we've talked about being really intentional with our meal times. We don't need to eat all day. We don't need to eat on the run and we don't even need a lot of time for eating. Um, when you sit down to a meal and really are mindful and intentional, it doesn't take more than 10 minutes. It's not like you have to, you know, pull out three hours a day for mealtime. Yeah. You know, so I think just getting back to the basics and getting back to those three meals a day and from all the food groups is, is my biggest message for this next year. Yeah. And it's
0: not as hard as we're making it right. But it's, it can be confusing if you listen to all the buzz out there yeah, yeah. of the diets of the different, you know, paleo keto, whatever's going on. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the craze at the moment. And I think for a lot of people, the reason they're, they're trying that craze or that thing is because they, something might be going on with their body. They don't like, or they're trying to mm-hmm. re- release weight. Um, I I love what you're saying, which is, it can be simple, right? Listening to what it is your body needs. If you have an insensitivity, rec- recognizing that and seeing how things affect you, but that you can be simple. What do you need every day to thrive, to feel good? And I know like for myself, if I eat a lot of, um, I have like seasonal allergies. So if I eat, you know, a lot of cheeses and milk and stuff like that it it affects me so just Uh kind of knowing what affects you and then be really intentional about those meal times that we set aside that we set aside time to be together um what other things I know you have the actual physical manufactured plates and you have one for kids adults and also teens right can you tell Uh us a little bit about what you focus on with the teens because that's really interesting to me too is there certain aspects of what you have for the teens or is it about the same as with kids yeah so
2: teenagers they're 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 definitely (laughs) (laughs) yes I, I I mean I don't know if it has anything to do with the plate but for my own teenagers um I think what's been really important in helping my teenagers to be healthy is um just to um have food, have the healthy food ready for them when they get hungry. Because um, a lot of times, unless unless it's like a bowl of ramen that they can make in one minute, they're just gonna go for the easiest thing because yeah. that's just you know. And I think we think about preparing food and cooking food for our kids a lot when they're really young, but I've noticed having um, prepped food for my teenagers has actually been more helpful. And it doesn't mean it has to be for our mealtime, but, um, like we'll, I'll make little single serving salads and I'll see my teenage daughter take it on her way to school. And so, but if she had to do it, it probably wouldn't. She probably wouldn't. You know, so I think like having your kids in mind when you're doing no prep for the week or having your teenagers in mind when you're at the grocery store and bring home food that they love, um so that they're not just like staring in the fridge, they don't like anything so they can drive themselves to the Chick-fil-A because they will. And that's, you know, I've seen teenagers do it everywhere. And so having, the, having that food, um, I always like to talk about too how we don't uh, we, we don't prohibit junk food but it doesn't mean I have to spend my money on it either. So I don't bring chips into the house. I don't bring like packaged cookies into the house, but that doesn't mean my teenagers aren't allowed to eat those things. And so I think that there's this good balance with, you know, they know that I'm, I'm not telling them, don't eat your Halloween candy, but I'm also not buying it so that they can access it 24 seven, you know? So I think that that's important with teenagers too is just pack your pantry full of really good food that they're going to love and don't stick to like the quote unquote processed health food that they don't like because they're just not going to eat it so make sure you have in there things that they actually like and that's healthy
0: i love that idea of it's easy whatever's easy access to them because they're busy they maybe they're involved in in sports or extracurricular activities plus school can be really demanding for teens and yeah. so something that's easy if it's if it's accessible to them if it's right there they're more likely to 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 take it home, right? Because it's right there and it's made. I mean, I, I love that if someone cooked for me. I love that. <laughs> um, and they're less likely to, um, you know, go to the the fast food, which is kind yeah. of a, I think that's a cultural thing that we think with teens is like they go to the fast food or the vending machines or things like that. Um, if something is already made for them, I, I love that. And, you know, I think with a lot of the teens I've worked with, there's so much around, you know, this body image stuff and, you know, they're stressed out. So sometimes eating emotionally can become an, a, a thing that's a common thing. Um, and then just how they're what they're eating affects their skin and all these hormonal changes and things that they're having at that, at that time in their lives. So I love that idea of if you make it accessible to them, they're, they're going to eat the things that are good because they want something that's going to be easy, right?
2: Yep. <laughs> so yep that's, so, yeah. I love yes, that. And, and you're right. They are busy. They're definitely on the go, um, more than I ever was. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different, isn't it now? So
0: I love this conversation because I really do think it's about love. It's about loving your, your kids enough to, it's loving your kids enough to show them Um, good habits, right? Just like we want our kids to have good financial habits, or we want them to have good, you know, social habits, we want them to have these good habits of their well-being, you know, of things that, that can help them feel the best about themselves. And I think that's a really important aspect when it comes to, as your kids are growing up, helping them love themselves, helping them really care for themselves and notice what things are affecting them, what the results are from
2: eating certain ways or what they put in their body. I love that. Um, yeah. And really being a good role model too, like, would just be yeah. there, I feel like that, like you have, if you really care for your kids and want them to adopt these habits, then, then you should for sure have these in your own self.
0: Yeah. And I think that goes along with, I mean, I've taught, I've done a lot of speaking about body image because I struggled with that as a teenager. I, I hated my body and I compared myself to others. And I know a lot of teens still with that. And so even for your mom or dad to role model to you, loving your body being okay with who you are and whatever your body looks like, loving it and taking time for it. I think that's a really important thing for parents out there to recognize that how you feel about yourself is going to, you know, your kids are going to see that as well, you know? And so we can, we can each focus on that, right? We can all focus on learning to accept ourselves, love ourselves and really do self-care, nourishing, nourishing. I love the word nourishing ourselves, right? Like, Yes. Because that means that it's just like that plant that you want to make sure it gets enough fertilizer, it gets enough water, it gets what it needs so that it grows and we need that too. So I love this conversation. Is there anything else that you kind of want to talk about when it comes to um, your passion for helping
2: families and their well-being? I think I think that's all I want to talk about. Sit down with them, enjoy your meals together, um, and really take a balanced approach to um, eating eating from all the food groups just to have the most nourishment. I love that. And tell me a little bit about in your business, you've got
0: the different plates that people can purchase. What other things do you have? Do you have like, um, some kind of a workbook or what, what do you have for people to, to start doing this? What can, what can help them?
2: Well, um, in full transparency, actually, we mostly are, um, our customers are mostly, um, Teachers and dietitians and people oh, okay. who buy the plates for um, for teaching purposes, and so we have some education curriculum. I have a parents guide that has a little activity for kids to cut out the um, the fruits and vegetables and put them on the plate. Um, but we have a, a high school lesson plan and an elementary school lesson plan. Um, right now, that's all we've got just because, as I said, most of our customers use them to teach with. Um, I eat with them and we, we have lots of, um, we, we sell them on Amazon and there's a lot of um, reviews on there you can read about from parents who use them um, just to teach their kids. So, right now, all we have is some educational curriculum-based um, I love that. I think that's...
0: Too- I think that's so important, you know, for people... Yeah, I think that's great. Like, it's wonderful to have a resource to go to. Um, And I'll have you kind of tell us where we can find those. But for a lot of parents, maybe they didn't learn this as a child. And so they're getting educated so that they can help their kids. And same thing with, you know, I think all of us are teachers out there. I'm a teacher when my clients or family members or whatever see what I'm eating or how I'm living my life. I, I teach them, like you said, through example or through the way I do things, everybody we're all impacting people so I love that idea of you've got these lesson plans and these guides that can help people as because we're all out there teaching people right as a health coach yeah
2: I agree and and we actually do have a lot of homeschoolers who like to have um a specific lesson plan with an objective and an activity and you know and if you do that I always um I told my kids that we're homeschoolers, but during the day, you go to public school. (laughs) They would go to to school, but then I would follow up with my own ideas after they got home. So we could all be homeschoolers.
0: For sure. And we all, I think we all need to be homeschoolers, whether you have children or not, you're schooling and you're educating people. So I love that what you do helps people be educated. It also helps them organize, you know, maybe the way to to teach others about it, and that it also emphasizes our example and our role modeling what we want what we want others to do. So whether it's our kids, friends, family members, or just people that we influence, I think that's really important. Um, I love this conversation, this is so amazing, and just having that balanced approach. So really quick, um, we're gonna take another break, but when we get back, I'd just love for you to share with us maybe two or three tips that you have for people um, to just get them started on this healthy behavior for them and the, their families.
1: Does your daughter worry about how her body looks? Is she constantly comparing herself to others? Many teens struggle with a negative view of their bodies. They may want to change the way they look because they feel their bodies are deficient. A negative view of your body can lead to depression, Anxiety, eating disorders, and a poor self image. This is true for women of all ages. The way we feel about our bodies can change. We can improve our confidence and self esteem by embracing our unique beauty. It's time to reject negative messages about beauty and love yourself for who you are and what your body can do. Join Flourish Wellness Consulting for our first Love and Respect Your Body Mother and Daughter Retreat, May 16th through the 18th, 2019, in beautiful Eden, Utah. During this three-day retreat, you will connect to your body, practice health and self-care, connect with your daughter and nature, and learn to create a positive body image. Each day will consist of self-care spa time, including massage, healthy eating, energy work, yoga, and time in the outdoors. Make it a Mother's Day getaway. Embrace your unique beauty and discover the power of your body. Register by March 17th for early bird pricing at FlourishWellnessConsulting.com under Live Events or email Camille at FlourishWellnessConsulting.com to save your spots. This May is the time to make peace with your body and like who you are for good.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Wellness Wisdom. It's February. We're talking about loving ourselves, loving our kids. And the way we can love our kids is by really helping them learn health, learn how to be healthy and educating them. And I have Amy Ross Kelly with me from Health Beat. And we're talking a lot about, you know, the programs that she has that help kids be educated on what their bodies need to feel good. um, And just on self love, and really each of us being able to take care of ourselves and nourish our bodies in a way that feels good so before the break we just talked about if you had a couple of little I call them words of wisdom that you would want to share with people as they go forward in wanting to help their family and their community what are a couple of things that you would say for them to start with
2: well I was thinking about this and I think what has been the most effective with the people I've worked with is just to challenge them to change one meal and at that one meal like may um use the concept of eating from all the food groups and sitting down to that meal, whether, whether you're alone or whether with your family or whatever, like making sure that meal is at a table with all your food in front of you and without distractions, unless they're family, of course, that's the best distraction, but without your phone, um, but just one meal. And I think if we do this once a day, it doesn't have to be complicated or overwhelming and I think if you can take on this challenge to just change one meal a day, that you're going to see a huge improvement, a huge satisfaction with your meal time, a huge satisfaction with um, satiety and being full till the next meal and not feeling that urge to just graze all day on, um, on, you know, snacks that are from one single food group.
0: I love that, so just trying to s- simplify it, I know it's easier for people, especially now we're in February, to recognize that just do one little thing, which is just change one meal. I love that what is there anything else you would say? I would
2: say um i think i I almost hesitate to say this, but I feel like parents um hesitate to talk about nutrition with their kids because they don't want they think that by talking about it they'll develop disorders or orthorexia Mm. or um, an unhealthy fixation around food but I have found the complete opposite with all the families I've worked with their kids not only um, you know don't take those messages the wrong way but in fact that they take those messages and they're the ones driving the healthy eating in the family after that Mm. they're the ones saying mom I'm my plate doesn't have vegetables on it. What are we going to have for a vegetable tonight? You know and, and the kids are just they're so teachable, and they're so like eager to to feel good and to have healthy food. I have parents who will email me saying, "I know it's so crazy. my kid just loves peas or something like that, and I'm, and I'm thinking, it's sad when they think that that's like um you know, the exception, Yeah, but I'm finding a lot of, a lot of parents say it. So I don't think it's the exception anymore. I think kids really do want to eat well. They want, they want to, and you can't, don't shy away from it. Don't feel like, you know, I have to bribe my kids to eat their peas. You don't have to, they want to do it. I love that. And just talking about it, it's like all those
0: topics that we think are taboo, sex and nutrition and whatever. It's like the more you talk about it, the more the kids get a healthy understanding of it when you are the one educating them. I love that. Um, and they feel they feel better and often they'll make the choice themselves. I have a friend that her kids love to take peas to church. They That's, oh. what, they that's what they eat during church is the frozen
2: peas. <laughs> and all the different. other kids are eating fruit snacks, <laughs> The Cheerios, <right>? yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful conversation. And if people want to connect with you and find out more about what you're doing and some of these the parent's guide and all of that, what's the best way? for them to reach you.
2: Yeah, so I'm at healthbeat.org Um make sure the org is in there and it's the beet as in the vegetable, the beet, not Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um but the plates are on Amazon. If you just um search my plate for kids, you'll see them. Um I'm it's it, it says the brand is super healthy kids cuz we haven't changed it yet, but um but you'll see you and you'll see other portion plates like them. Like does not matter? you know which ones you use but um but yeah healthbeat.org and I try to share um meal ideas on the plate on my social platforms on Facebook on Instagram so that you can just have ideas on um you know when breakfast when it's breakfast time and you're like what what vegetable would I eat with breakfast? And I'll just have a lot of pictures for you. I love it.
0: That's great. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining us today. I think this is a powerful message for people to be able to love their their kids and teach their kids about health and also to change our beliefs about, oh, kids won't eat this or kids won't do that, to actually shift that and notice that as we give them opportunity to control what they eat and have choice and educate them, they will make good choices and they will enjoy this. And they'll notice the results of feeling better, more energy, all of that. So thank you so much for joining us today. And everybody, I hope as you listen to this, you think about one thing you can do to impact the people that are in your life, whether it's your children, your family, your friends, in the way that they see their health. And everybody, I hope you have a great day and you can make peace with your body and like who you are. Take care, everybody.
1: This is the EWN Podcast Network.